It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week. So we are back. I am back in America. Um, took a week off the podcast to just uh, get my shit together, really. It's been a mad month of leaving the UK, um, going to Mexico, getting visas sorted, coming back to America and kind of like restarting my life over again um, out here, which it's been nice, just a lot of adjusting. Um, so I thought I'd take a week off the podcast, so apologies for anybody that missed my voice, but I'm pretty sure you didn't. Um, coming up on the podcast today, we've got the one and only Vonda Seven. I've been following her music for a while, and it's really, really flipping good. Um, she's just released an album called Let Go that is a really nice album. Um, I've listened to it a bunch of times, and this morning before uh, the podcast, I listened to it twice whilst I was at the gym great album um it's not all it's not all house or techno it's kind of very eclectic um loved it it's great so i thought i'd get her on talk about it never spoke to her before um so it was a nice little chat uh i hope you enjoy without further ado wonder seven wonder seven how's things um things are good thanks how are you good i'm pretty good it's um I'm in Detroit at the moment and I don't know what it's like in Berlin, but it's really humid and my studio doesn't have air conditioning. So in an hour. It's pretty humid here too. Look yeah. what I got. <laughs> <laughs> my friend. My I need one friend. of those badly. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I've just, I've just got back to America. So my studio has got boxes everywhere. So I apologize. It looks an absolute mess. Can't see any of them. Um, how's life? How's life treating you? Yeah, it's good. It's it's more hopeful for sure. Like yeah. uh, here in Berlin, like where I'm based, it's um we have some open airs going on, which cool. is cool. So at least there's some social interaction again, which mm. yeah, it's been really really good to have. Um, I played a few shows in Poland, um, the last couple of weekends, so that has been also amazing to interact with the audience again. It's just yeah, yeah so good and to hug hug people again. <laughs> It's amazing how much it's amazing how much like we desire for human interaction being humans like I think it's something that I forgot massively during lockdown is that it's like we I actually love being around people it's yeah. so important it's, it's funny you say that I actually had this thought like during the lockdown that I'm actually an introvert and maybe it's just who I am and it's all <laughs> good this way I actually like being alone making music and then, like, the moment I actually got to see my friends properly, like, in a group setting, I was like, oh, my God, this feels really good. Yeah. 
because like we need it like we're tribe creatures so no we are 100 percent. and i think that's the thing is i think as producers we're so used to like spending the week in the studio but then we forget that we're playing in front of thousands of people hundreds thousands of people each weekend and we we're always socializing on weekend we're probably socializing more than most people Mm. um and i think we all forget that is that it's just like when that gets taken away it's it's kind of crazy so you're are you from poland yeah born in poland city of poznan and the west side of Poland, but yeah, I've lived in Berlin for 10 years now, okay. and I've lived in London before, where I studied in Amsterdam for a year. So you traveled so, about a bit? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> what's, um, what's the scene in Poland like? I've never been. It's really cool. Like, uh, when I grew up, so it's like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, like I was a teenager, we already, we already had like really cool parties, like Poznan, where I'm from, is like two and a half hours away from Berlin, like with really good oh, train connection and like a um, highway which is um yeah really convenient so we had a lot of djs we had like trezor showcases and the mm. scene was very inspired by berlin so i grew up pretty much in this in a tiny berlin <laughs> in poland so and now the scene is it's, it's great like we have a lot of festivals which is cool a lot of outdoor parties a lot of clubs, which, you know, which are proper clubs, not just like a little discos turned clubs. Yeah. It's like, you know, good sound system, good um, DJ equipment. And, and you know, we have, a, we have a good scene. Like there's a lot of new producers as well, which, you know, like, which is always nice to have and, and to be like proud of, you know, like I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to be a little bit proud of like where I'm from, you know, like it's, it's how you grew up, you know, yeah. and it's part of your ident- identity. But I also don't, you know, wants to be like you know like crazy nationalistic polish <laughs> so but yeah it's good the scene is great and um it's growing so it's it's good to watch that and what made you well. what made you go to berlin was it kind of what everyone just yeah music techno yeah <laughs> not just techno but it's like the city itself like it's just very free mm. you know there's no no like there's no I don't know, no pressure. Like yeah. you don't feel pressure to be in a certain box, you know, like yeah. in, a, in Poland or like any other, I guess, country or city, you know, if it's a bit smaller, you feel this pressure of society to be a certain way. Fit in. Whereas, in Ber- whereas in Berlin, you just can be anyone you want and nobody judges you. And there is a lot of support from the government as well for like, you know, for the, for arts, for the culture and also for like the niche arts, which, which is just amazing. And you can really feel it in the city, like all these initiatives, all these parties, that would definitely not be financially viable anywhere else. Yeah. They can happen here because there is enough people that come for it from around the world as well. But also the city itself, like it's just filled with artists and people who think, you know, and in, in, in non-conventional ways. No, it's a city that for some reason, every time I land in Berlin, it, you kind of get this, I don't know about you, but I get this like funny feeling in my stomach that it just, it's just a nice city. It's like, yeah. it's raw. It's like, but it's very artsy and you can, yeah, you're right. You can just be who you want to be. Um, and there's so much stuff that's like unconventional that happens in Berlin that you wouldn't, it wouldn't legally be allowed in a lot of other cities, um, <laughs> in a lot of other countries. And I think that's, it's just an amazing to, to kind of have a place like that on this world that people can just be like fully free. Yeah. Yeah, but the city is changing, of course, as well, like with that growing um, t- 
tech scene, you know, the startup tech scene. So money, really, money changes everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way as well. Like at least we have like nice restaurants finally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Berlin that. food scene was never that great. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I, I watched a documentary and before the war, before World War Two, Berlin was like the one of the most forward thinking food cities in the world. Um, and then obviously the war happened and that kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. So I've got a feeling it will get good. I love food. I've had some great, great, great um, dinner in, in Berlin, actually. Went to this like noodle house. Oh, I can't I'm remember. going for noodles today. What, what was yours? I, I can't remember. It was like a Szechuan noodle place. <gasps> I'm going to a Szechuan noodle place tonight, actually. It's called Wen Chang, I think. And was it? Let, I've got to Google this because it might uh, be it the might, same It place. might be a new one. But if you know a good one, let me know because I love like Szechuan food. Wen Chang, um, Berlin. It was it was in like um the whole like room, the whole restaurant was tiny and it was I think it was this place. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Funny. And it was like all white, like inside. Yeah, I haven't been to this one yet, so I cannot uh, Let me I see if it is that. Wen Chang. Sorry, anybody that's anybody that's yeah, nobody's really interested. Nobody in really gives. <laughs> I think this is the place that I went to. Oh, how funny! Yeah, it's... I promise everyone that there's more restaurants in Berlin. Than this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> no, I actually do think this was the place. Um, okay. It's it's really good, and cool. I love Szechuan. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was the place. Definitely. It's well, very good. good yeah. Um, but I, I like it. It's kind of, it's a city that's like, it reminds me a little bit of New York, but not as built up, um, like mm. how the scene is and um, maybe how New York used to be in the 80s a little bit, um, mm. where kind of like everything goes. Um, but I love your music and I've been listening, I've been listening and playing to your music for a while. Um and you've just released an album called Let Go. Yeah. Was that like a... Had you always planned to do an album? Or was it like lockdown happened and you were like, <laughs> let's just write a shit ton of music? <laughs> well, it's both for sure. I mean, I always wanted to do an album. I have been like experimenting with my vocal for quite some time. Mm. And I've always been written to like various styles of music it's never been just techno or just yeah. you know dance or music i've listened to so many bands in the past and and i just i like this um this element to to music to make it like more melodic and also like a bit more songwriter based i guess um so it's always been there the idea of of writing something more around this um style of music and uh lockdown just just made it possible because yeah. you know <laughs> i had more time to, to to write this kind of music and also to reflect a little bit more and to write something like a body of of art i guess or body of work like that is a little bit more <clears throat> yeah consist that consists of like certain tracks that go together mm. and i also wanted to like kind of like make this milestone uh for my label and just showcase some of the works that I've done in the past and put them all on like a physical, um, physical record. Yeah. So the tracks were released before, but just digitally. And I just felt like they they kind of like tell the story that has been like, you know, important to me. And I want to 
kind of close this chapter as well mm. and like the album kind of helps you with that and also like on a personal level it just felt like such a yeah, it was like such a almost cleansing experience yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's just it's just it's just nice like it's nice to like build something and have it like on a physical record and like take care of the design of it and mm. and just tell your story and and this in this way so yeah, the only problem was that it's just been so delayed because of the manufacturing problems. It was actually supposed to be like out December last year and it was like 2020, finishing 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> that all kind of like fit together better in my head. But what can you do? You have to let go of certain things and let them happen <laughs> the, the way they happen. The, the vinyl pressing plants at this moment in time are just, we need more of them. There's like, I... <laughs> I'm I'm doing a vinyl for I do for my label I do a vinyl at the end of every year and we planned it in February and we're like still we still don't know if we're going to get it by the end of the year and you're just like yeah it's mad it's it's, it's mad it's, it's literally mad so yeah I, I'm not sure like we were supposed to do remixes on on vinyl as well but I'm reconsidering it now because like they w- wouldn't be there until like. Yeah. October, November, and then I'm like, oh, is it even still like relevant by then? You know, it's so, such a it's, it's such a tough. such a shame that though because it should be relevant. But in the day and age that we live in, is that things just kind of get forgotten about very quickly? Yeah, true, true. But I think I think albums maybe are a little bit different. Maybe I don't know. I think it depends on how much you kind of build around the album. If you build touring around it, and you kind of like spend a year actually promoting it and kind of yeah it's it's tough albums in dance music are tough and or in electronic music um it's it's very different to it how was the transition for you like because i i really want to write an album myself i really want to do it but every time it's like well it's not gonna do this you've got to do that blah 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 and there's so much like so many people in the back scenes that like want to kind of poo poo it down and you're just like (laughs) you're just like oh just let me just fucking write some music but like how what was the process for you on like okay I want to write an album let's do did you write did you did you go like okay I want to write track one first I want to write track did you do that or were you like (laughs) I wish it was that easy but no no it's just like I think that I had some tracks that were like not completely like dance floor unfriendly. So mm-hmm. it's like the, the album is still a combination of, you know, my past sound and, and the sound that will be also a future sound because yeah. I'm not like saying goodbye to the dance floor, you know, or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm still a passionate DJ and I want to continue. But I just wanted to add to my offering, you know, I just wanted to showcase my art in a different way, like which is also close to me. And so it was a bit of a mixture and the album is a bit of a mixture of, of songs you can listen to at home that yeah. are maybe a little bit deeper, you know, a little bit slower. And the songs that you can also play on the dance floor. So I think there wasn't an, there wasn't like a structure number one, two, three, four, five. I had like 20 tracks that I sent to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and like I was just getting feedback. And then based on that feedback and based on my own intuition, I guess as well, like what fits together and what tells the story best, it just came about. But it was like at least six months of choosing and then writing another track that I was like, okay, this one actually has to go on album as well. Like, yeah. can we still make it? Like, this one is really good. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Of course. Yeah, I, w- I wish that there was more um, more market for albums because I definitely enjoyed it more <clears throat> than I enjoy writing singles. Mm. 
but as you said, it, it is a bit of a different way to approach things. And I think you need a, a really good strategy and yeah. maybe not so many delays. <laughs> then it's a little bit easier. And maybe not be like in the middle of pandemic where you cannot really organize a proper tour around yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So the conditions have not been ideal, but it's still I still enjoyed it. And I, the, the feedback has been good. There's definitely like, yeah, it just feels, it felt right to do it. And I'm definitely like happy I, I've done it. So, yeah. Good. Did you do like single first or did you just like drop the album straight away? No, that there have been singles. And like, I think I've done it in a bit of um, unconventional way because like I said, some of the singles were released like maybe even a couple of years ago, like a year and a half ago. Mm. But I just wanted to give it like second life as well. And I just, you know, and especially like because I wanted to put in a physical product, I was like, yeah, they, they were released digitally, but now they're like in a collection. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I love it. I was actually at the gym this morning and I was listening to it and it's quite, it's, it's, it's short. It's like 34 minutes, which is like strange in a sense when it's electronic music, but then you forget like we don't listen or I, I don't really listen to electronic albums anymore, but I'll go listen to like a pop album and that's like 34 minutes. And yeah, the it, songs get shorter and shorter. It's crazy. Yeah. They, they get super short and, and, how did you did you do specific edits for streaming or was it like that is like the records i'm making a three and a half minute record like how how did that work well it's half half like some of the records i did make shorter for the album purposes because you also have like only a certain like limit on time you know like what you can put on a record so that was definitely uh, one of the reasons and yeah obviously you know that we get asked asked by um streaming like platforms to make the radio edits for the tracks so that happens too so it was a combination of like radio edits and album edits to fit it on the record but i hope hopefully the essence is there so yeah it's great i listened to it twice when i was at the gym just like oh. kept going around it was great um, i wouldn't i wouldn't consider it a gym album but cool <laughs> i listened to some weird stuff at the gym i'm like i i don't really ever listen to music um i listen to like podcasts and stuff i don't know why i don't listen to like I don't listen to music to kind of get me going. I just listen to something that I like. Um, but I was like, you're coming on the podcast today, so I should probably listen to the album again <laughs> and kind of get used to it and kind of enjoy it a little bit. Um, how long have you been doing this? I've, I've I've known of you for like a couple of years and listened to your music. Like how long has it been for you? Well, it's been definitely a bit longer, but <laughs> <laughs> but with a bit of like breaks in between as well. Like, I mean, I started when I was, 17 16 like djing yeah um but then i stopped for some time because you know it was like a long time ago like i'm 35 this year yeah yeah long time ago and um and back then like you couldn't really you know make money from it so i was like you know my parents were like oh you need to you know (laughs) study something get a job like what what (laughs) were you studying what were you studying and getting Uh, a job i i went to like study film and media such a broad I would just want wanted to study something so you know to be just to shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, I think like back then, like I think people should have more time to really decide what they want to do in life. Like I just yeah. felt so rushed, you know. Like I, I like to take things a bit slower, I guess. And I, if I could choose, I would probably choose a little bit different. Like I studied after, like at SAE, because mm. I was then realizing more and more that <clears throat> music is really my passion. I really want to do something about it. But I also did like web design in between, you know, I've learned like some other skills yeah. and it helps when you don't have enough gigs, you know, so. 
but I think but that, yeah. I think that's the interesting thing about society, isn't it? Is that a lot of society is like, well, of course, it's money focused. It's like, don't do something that you love doing. Go do something that makes you a shit ton of money and gives you a life because money makes everything easier and happier. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's not like that. Money money on its own doesn't make you happy for sure, but. You need to probably combine a little bit the two because just living of your passion and not being able to pay your bills is definitely not a happy place. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, but it's good, you know, like, yeah, I've been doing like production, I think. Yeah, like maybe I started around 10 years ago, but I wouldn't like play you any of those songs back then. Like, <laughs> back then, you know how it is. <laughs> no one needs to hear those. No, I need to hear those. Yeah, so I had a like band with my brother as well. Oh, cool. so, like I mentioned, like we had, I always had a bit of this like indie side to me. So we did like a bit of like live music, but also like electronic based. So it was like yeah, like synth pop kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I moved to Berlin, and yeah, I think it's just it takes time to find your sound as well, and it takes time to really you know learn the craft. So I would say that maybe the last five years, I feel like. I'm, I'm, I've become a producer, you know, and I play my own songs in the sets, which is great. And yeah, I can stand behind it fully. Yeah, I love that. It's no better feeling than writing a record in the studio in a week and then playing it on the weekend and it actually sounds pretty good. And you're like, oh That's shit, it. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best feeling for sure. How was it, um, how was it recording your, I take it a lot of the vocals on the album are, are you, right? A lot, all of are them. They, are they all you? Okay, cool. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Just check it. How, they sound like different people. There was like a couple that were like, "Oh, that's different than." Okay. But <laughs> many sides of Wonder Seven. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> it's all. How how was it? How do you, do you so? Do you fight? Do you like write songs yourself as well, or do you get other writers in, involved? No, like it's it's all myself, but cool. I do like collaborating with people. So I did enjoy it when I was in LA just before the pandemic. I hang out with, with some of my friends there and we, we did like a few cool collaborations. Mm. In Berlin, like it was a little bit difficult to meet up with people. Everybody was a little bit like cautious, but hopefully that will change soon. Like, yeah, I definitely like it. I mean, it's it's always like in every like, you know, friendship or relationship. Some some of the collaborations work and some don't, yeah. you know. Yeah. There is there have been like a few weird ones where you just like meet up with someone and it's just like, oh my God, it's just this so not awful. working. Yeah. <laughs> it's just down to who who's got who's willing to say this sounds terrible. Let's just go get some dinner or something like that. Let's just leave. It's tough. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta push through it. Sorry. Sometimes you just gotta push through it and you get some absolute gems. Yeah, sometimes I think it's also a personality fit or not, you know. One hundred percent. Yeah, you've got to get each other, and you got to have a bit, have a relationship. I think like with studio days for me is the like the first day of meeting someone, the record always is a bit shit, and then like when you actually like get to know somebody and kind of have a bit of more of a personal relationship with them, it kind mm -hmm. of makes things a little bit easier. And if they're like your friend. You, for me, this is for me. Like I can be a little bit more honest and be like, "Nah, mate, that's that's shit." Like, let's do something else. Mm. Um, and then some days, like you get in the studio and you end up just talking, and it's like a therapy session. And then and then you don't do any work. And I think that they're, they're kind of my favorite days is because you just get to know people a little bit better. Um, I did some yeah. writing with a friend before. It was actually before I came back to America. Um, and we did like five days of just writing and like by the end of it, like 
obviously we knew each other beforehand, but five days of writing with one person is a lot. And you're just like, by the end of it, you're kind of just in this like state of like understanding what their facial expression expressions mean what like you can just get a vibe if they're enjoying it and i don't know i think it's important usually a lot of the time as writers we just kind of do like one day or like sometimes i know people that do like two sessions with two different people in one day and i'm like how do you do you're just like churning out like emotionless kind of fodder just doesn't make sense Uh, i don't know i think yeah like with experience like i think you just get used to it i guess i don't know i think for me it was definitely like at the beginning i was a bit more shy like i was you know like to say things how i want them or to even like express myself fully so i think the more you do these sessions the the quicker you get into the vibe but also maybe don't take them so deeply like you said but yeah i don't know it's just enjoying it right that's why we do it there's like no by put by putting pressure on us on ourselves i don't know about you but if I go into a session and I'm putting pressure on myself, I generally don't come up with anything good. But if I'm like actually enjoying the session and kind of can sit back and just have fun, it, it I always make something much better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I cannot imagine I make a session. Let's make a hits today. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do it. I got friends that write pop music. Here's my hit button. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I got friends that that work in like, more like more mainstream pop and that's all they do they go like okay what's what's number one what's in the top top 40 right now let's let's go make a hit and fair play to them they do and they've got skills that's something that i could never do um but i wouldn't want to do that they're kind of destroying my soul <laughs> so when I think the, the best way is like when you make something and it just turns out to be a hit and you're like, oh, I kind of knew it was good, but didn't know it was that good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. I I would love to have that. I still haven't had a hit, um, but it would be amazing to be like to release something that's like, wow, that did a lot better than I thought it did. Um, yeah. Have Have you had that 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 experience yet? <laughs> No, man, I'm hoping for it. Yeah, I think we all are, <laughs> right? It will be great, yeah. <laughs> just timing, I think, I think a lot of it, I was talking to somebody yesterday and it's just like a lot of it's timing and luck as well in this industry is like, we've all had hit records. All of us have released hit records, but it just hasn't been the right time for it to kind of, this is the way I look at it as well. We've all released a hit record that either hasn't had hasn't been heard by the right people and hasn't it's not the right time for that record to be put out and i think it's like a positive outlook to look at is that we can all write hit records it all just depends like there's no the hit records that are out there's no reason why those records are hits just it just happens at that time the right especially nowadays like the right video of it gets put out and then that turns that kind of goes viral like that's mad nowadays you never used to get that back in like the early 2000s um, well i think with the videos that was even more the case no like when yeah. they when they had tv stations and like mtv was pumping up the videos like that was probably even more yeah but a lot of that was like major wasn't it like major record labels and things like that that would cut but nowadays like in especially in dance music like 
just a, a video on Instagram, like somebody playing the record, oh, that can then yeah, yeah, yeah. that can then make things into bigger than and what what the record should necessarily be. Sometimes, if you know what I mean, it's just it's a strange, strange. But I think luck is luck and timing is key. Obviously, you got to have a good record as well. <laughs> So I hate to ask it, but I've got to ask it. What's uh, what's the plans with? Are you going to do another one, and or are you literally just going to be like rolling this one out and just enjoying the process, or are you like the type of person where you're like, okay, this is out now, we're promoting it, but I also have to start writing something else. Do you want to be because do you want to become like more of an album artist than just a single artist that most of us DJ producers are? Well, I don't know, to be honest, like I'm, I'm just like writing it as it comes right now. And it's been a really cool process to write it. And I'm enjoying that it's out now, but I'm also kind of like tired of it. <laughs> it's been so long in the works and so delayed. So I'm just like, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit done with it, to be honest, like in yeah. a way that I've listened to it so many times. And, you know, it was, like I said, it was taking so long to get it out. So um I think I'm ready for new music for sure. And I have been writing again, which is great. And mm. um, there is still time for it. There is not that many shows, you know, there's still like, uh, but everything is uncertain. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I've also like signed with Anjuna Deep and I'm planning to do more like single bass releases with them as well, which is cool. Cause it's like still a sound that is close to me and, but it is a little bit more dance floor oriented. Um, and then we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm not rushing anything like you know the summer is like kind of like in Europe like it's still like very uncertain so I don't really expect to be touring that much and yeah we'll see how creative I feel I mean I would love to do another album for sure but it has to feel right like I don't want to be now like oh every year I have to make an album yeah but what if there is not enough story behind it you know like it has to be a natural natural process yeah no that makes that makes total sense so what's your record label called Artberg Artwork. Artwork. Uh, art oh, artwork. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, German, English. What is it? Actually? Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been running the label for? Uh, two years now. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? Well, I enjoyed <laughs> most of the time, but it is a lot of work, especially with the album. It was a lot of work, even though I had like people working with me, of course, you know, like distribution, yeah. PR, and radio, and whatever, but it's still. It's a lot of work, like project mm. management, top skills now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure as well, of course, when it's yours, you know, mm. but yeah, it's good. It's like the creative control is amazing, you know, that you can put out music you love. There's nothing that can replace that for sure. And, you know, it's, it's also good to work like with other labels. Like, I think it's, it's important to have like connections and like camps where, you know, you have your crews and stuff, but when like nobody likes the record that you really believe in you you know you can still release it which is amazing and that's what the label has been created for to like give me a little bit more of this creative freedom and let me try some things out that might you know not be like obvious um hit tracks or whatever you know but i can still like give them uh, a platform and also like for other artists like now like like i said like in berlin it's like it's a little bit more difficult with the, with the showcases and everything but we've done like a few cool showcases here and it's just nice to like you know invite people to play yeah with friends and, and just make it into a nice community-based project almost that's awesome do you sign many other artists onto the label no it's, it's a very slow process like i have like three 
signings. And they're mostly, they're all in America, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's like, come on, you know, somebody from Berlin sent some demos. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> who, else, but, who else have you signed signed on there? Uh, it's like there's a guy from San Francisco, Jared Clofe. Um, and then there is Nervous and RVBS from LA. And one more artist who's actually from UK, but I cannot say it yet because it's not out yet. <laughs> and then I always have like cool remixers. So I have like, of course, some remixers like here from Berlin as well. Yeah. And another remix package will come out. So you can check it out soon. That's but cool. yeah, it's, it's, it's a small label. Like, you know, I'm not planning to make it like into a, a huge, huge um, project. But, you know, it's good. It's, it's rolling. And, and we've got like good feedback from some radios and DJs. So slow but sure and yeah i think that's that's a nice way to do it though isn't it because then you actually like have full control over everything there's there's a lot of labels that start of artists that are like pretty big artists and they start a label and it's just churning out music just because they they want catalog and the catalog is just to make money and there's no real artist curation in the record label um, yeah, no. and and I think some of the best record labels out there are literally like artist-led um, and not just signing music it's the same with my label is that I haven't signed anyone yet because I just haven't found the right music that I really 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 love mm-hmm. um, and I'd love to I, I want to have a crew of people I want to have like four artists on there maybe and we can all tour and we can all have a laugh and kind of make a kind of build a family but the right music has to come along before before that happens um but i just need to start searching for it, i guess how do you how do you find the music is it just people sending it to you or are they your friends that you know like how does well, it work yeah like i said i'm like it's not such a big <laughs> roster yet but um jared like he sent a demo i, I get demos sent which is cool but then uh, on uh, nervous on uh, NRVVS, like I found him like on SoundCloud by chance, and I cool. was just like, "Hey, I really love your tune," and we just started chatting. And then he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I have some more," because I really like the edit he did of something, and it's just it just yeah happened naturally. And for remixers, it's usually yeah, as friends, so at least you know if I don't like I I also don't always feel confident enough, you know, like my label is quite small, so I don't want to like go to like my you know big producer friends and be yeah. like hey do you have any tracks <laughs> for my label you know <laughs> it should like you know it should happen naturally if they ever like show interest and like of course like the doors are open but i also don't want to like you know release like you mentioned like release something for like the sake of financial profits you know yeah. like it, it has to fit and it has to be natural it's, it's 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 an artistic project first of all so yeah yeah and i think you hit the nail on the head beforehand with being able to just release music that you believe in um from like we all have as as artists we all have and i've kind of sound like a broken record i've said this so many times on the podcast but it's like having a platform where you can release your own music that other people don't want to sign which is fine other people don't have to sign it it's absolutely great um because they have their sounds of their record labels that they all want but being able to release something that you're like this really works in a club or this is a great song that i absolutely love like the world need to hear this and whether a hundred people or a hundred million people hear it it doesn't matter i just want this record to be out and i think being able to have like full artistical kind of power and control is just so much nicer than kind of dealing with 
other record labels and having to deal with their release schedules and kind of fit in with everything that they're trying to do yeah yeah i think it's a it's it's healthy to do it this way but i also wouldn't recommend i mean i'm not planning to only focus on my label i think it's still also healthy to work with more established labels and to also get feedback sometimes on your tracks you know and like to grow as an artist mm. but when you believe like you said when you believe in something fully and they might not agree but you are like 100 percent sure that's a good record yeah. and yeah, it's healthy to have that platform too why to do you think there. um being on other labels helps well, of course, because of, you know, the, the experience they have and like how long they've been running for and like the audience they've built, you know, it's just like, for example, with Anjuna Deep, like they have like such a huge community yeah. and they just welcomed me so, so nicely. Like, you know, I've done like two mixes for them now and it's just like, it's like I could see like all these fans coming, you know, out of nowhere, you know, following me and it was just, it's, it's yeah, the, the community they've built over years, like that's something you cannot like, you know, get over overnight, so and to be like welcomed into it nicely and with it with the right sound as well because like i didn't change anything yeah. in my music you know it's still very much me it's just fit it fits and yeah and of course like you know they have a big big team behind the mm. label so there's yeah. a lot of people who work on it on the success of the label and that's something that i don't have like in my small label yet at least <laughs> yeah it's i and juno have this crazy fan base there's there's only a few record labels out there that I personally feel that have what Anjuna do, um, but Anjuna's sat, like their fan base are on another level. It's, yeah, it's mad what they can do. Um, I had I, I went uh, Nora and Pure was in um, Detroit the other day and did a show and I think she did a few things initially on Anjuna I think. Um, but her fan base is very similar and she's huge and now she's doing everything on herself and releasing everything by herself which is amazing but she's huge and she just like kills it and that comes from a a record label that's had an amazing fan base Um, I think it's definitely important it's definitely important to kind of build that fan base but then also it's I think it's also important to kind of grow your own and and have and and have that with your own label and kind of have that yeah. as a goal is just to like to be that one day maybe sure hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so are you um are you planning on releasing any more records for the rest of the year or are you just holding off on album promo and kind of pushing the album mm, we'll see i mean like yeah there's gonna be another single coming out actually um but yeah, I, you know what? I'm not gonna like announce anything because I, I hate to announce things and they don't happen then like how yeah. it was planned. So just just follow the social media and you'll see what's happening when it's happening. Because with Corona, I just don't want to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> but there is more music coming. So that's that, cool. That's sure. So uh, so when do, have they announced in Berlin or Germany when clubs are fully open? um no i think like the prediction is for october for now we only have open airs but i'm not sure like this is changing every week so yeah don't don't quote me yeah (laughs) (laughs) this this pod comes out uh podcast comes out on uh tuesday next week and technically yesterday monday the 19th in the uk we fully opened everything um Mm. which is amazing and in america with everything's fully open like you only have to wear masks on airplanes and airports. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy how like the different countries are doing different things. 
Mm-hmm. And like, but it's hard to get to America. Like, it's still not allowed technically to fly to America, which is strange. So you can. There's what you have to do is you have to go via a country, a different country. So I had to do two weeks in Mexico. Oh, okay. Um, so you do two weeks in Mexico, and then you're allowed. Te- technically, that's you're supposed. To, it's the quarantine mm-hmm. um, time. Um, but it's Mexico. You don't. No one quarantines in Mexico. <laughs> um, and yeah, the visa, there's a lot of visa issues going on at the moment for America. Um, I know a lot of like friends that just can't get their visas renewed and things like that, which is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but there's ways around. There's ways around it. <laughs> I hope I'll find them. <laughs> well, I'll let you know after the call. I'll, I'll, I'll put you in touch with some people. <laughs> I got put in touch with this, uh, with, uh, uh, I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, but it doesn't matter. Fuck it. (laughs) I got, I got put in touch with another, with a lawyer. So I have a lawyer that does all my immigration stuff. It's called Jeannie. She's amazing. Um, but we couldn't get an appointment to renew my visa, which meant that I would have had to have stayed in America for until March next year because I wouldn't, my visa would have ran out. And I can't stay in America till that long because it's just ridiculous. Um, so we managed to, one of my friends who manages like a an extremely big artist found a lawyer that could get them an appointment in a different embassy. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we kind of got that sorted and it cost a bit of extra money, um, but it's worth every penny of it really because now I have a full visa for three years and can go back home whenever I want, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, lucky you. Yeah, I'm su- super lucky. It's, it was literally like the most stressful time. I was in Mexico um, for two weeks and we we actually organised. I, I got in touch with this lawyer like when I was in Mexico um, and one of my friends from the UK came out to visit me and we were just at the airport and just about to fly somewhere where we were about to, just chill for a week and I got a call from my manager was like we've just had an email from the lawyer you've got an appointment tomorrow morning in this city you have to change your flight and you got to got to get there and it was like okay we got to get it done um but it all worked it's it felt a bit dodgy but there was nothing dodgy about it it was just we just got an appointment somewhere and it kind of worked um Sounds over like a like a movie. Hey, literally <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it was literally like uh, we had an email and it was like your appointments at this city at eight o'clock tomorrow morning, um, and then y- it's like a three step process there. Um, so you have like one interview with, that takes photos and your fingerprints, and then you go to the embassy and do the embassy appointment there, and then the next day you get your visa, and it was just like so surreal because usually it's like a really long process usually it takes a while and everything like that but we'd been approved and everything beforehand but usually it takes in the uk it takes like a week to get your passport back maybe sometimes 10 days but here it was like you go in you say your name they ask you a couple of questions and then they're like cool pick it up tomorrow and i'm like sick <laughs> this is so easy but um yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know those details after because it's it's fucking worth it. Do you tour much in in America? No, but we're just trying to get my first tour. But the visa is a problem. So. Do, you, do you have an agent <laughs> over here? 
Yeah, well, we can talk about it after the call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working with someone. Okay, cool. Um, I'm literally texting my manager now. Um, One second for for next year. Um, Because we're planning tours next year. Um, And we're looking for artists to come on with it as well. So I've just added your name to the list if you wanted to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Smooth. Yeah. Because um, it's like, I, if you're doing Anjuna stuff as well, you're, like, that following in America is huge. You can do some big stuff yeah. over here. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I love the sound. And I, just, like, like I said, the community is just so nice. Like even like, you know, you read the comments after the, the podcast and it's just like, oh, people are just so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat you all with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. So how can people follow you? Um, what's your socials and all of that? Um, sure. It's Vonda7, Instagram, Facebook. SoundCloud, just yeah, simple type in on the seven. You'll find the music. Spotify as well. Keep those streamings up. Yes. Yeah, go check her out on Spotify. What's the album called? Let go. And okay. yep, it's still on vinyl. There's still some copies available. So if anybody's interested in a real product, where can they buy the vinyl? Uh, well, Bandcamp ju- Bandcamp just sold out, but I will have some more copies next week, hopefully. So HHV, Dex, and Juno are yeah. I'm sure everything's on your social media anyway, isn't it? Exactly. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on. Um, Keep in touch and keep making amazing music. Thank you. Keep safe. (laughs) And that is a wrap. Vonda7 in the house. Big thanks to everybody listening. Um, Go share the podcast, subscribe, do all the good things you know you want to. Keep safe and see you next time. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.